welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. With me today is the guy who keeps covering his face and sighing a lot, mm-hmm. scratching his palm. Mark Salcedo, senior editor and writer, Screenkey. You know, I can hear that, right? Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my palm's itchy for some fucking reason. It wasn't like that at all today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was. The most I was doing today was just like typing a lot, and that's it. But that's never happened. Hmm. You know, maybe when we pause in between mm-hmm. segments, you can mm-hmm. like, like put some lotion in it. Mm-hmm. But wash your hands first because then the lotion sucks in better. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I washed my hands and put in the lotion. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what else does that? What? People, when they say, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> yeah, people say that on the rig. <laughs> and they say it just like that. Swallow your soul. It's, it's just gonna devolve into sounds <laughs> like the mushroom pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, um, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Real Appeal. Two E's and Real. You didn't actually introduce yourself. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, Marcel Cito, senior editor. Writer, screen geek dot. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Then, <laughs> Look at you not paying attention to me. I can't. I got too much on my brain. Oh, yeah. We have TikTok as well. Got the TikTok. Tick, 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 tock, tock, TikTok. Sorry, go on. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Um, if you want to see me try and find a new co host, because this one's too fucking weird. Let me know. <laughs> Never too weird. <laughs> if anything, I'm weirder. Um, oh, is it competition? No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'd win that one. Yeah, probably. Um, review us, and then we'll be noticed. Mm. The end. Um, <laughs> our segments this week are our recent review of Evil Dead Rise, our variety time, and Evil Dead Theory. And our geriatric cinematic, Evil Dead 2, which came out in 1987. I forgot to put down the turpin. <laughs> um, I need to... Uh, oh, wait. No, I have one. I have one. I have one. I have one. Oh, no, I'm going to type it in. Okay. Hold on. You type and I'll type at the same time. Okay. Okay. And we'll then we'll... We'll, we'll, we'll decide who's who's better. Yours is coming up blank. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. So Kelsey's typing. All right. First of all, I already know mine's is better. That is so whack. No, it's not. You know this is not Bo is Afraid, right? For the next one. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's at the end of the fucking show. Oh, my God. Anyway, the tur- the turpic for this week. I'm going to show Kelsey how to do it right. The turpic for this week is, this is my boom mic. Boom. Boom. Look at that. Mic. Well, right that's there. a mic drop. Well, it, technically, it's a pen drop. I dropped my pen. <laughs> what? I think your middle name is Semantics. Yes. Mark Semantics. 
Look, <clears throat> I would like to brag about something. As Kelsey's rolling her eyes, I would like to brag about something. <laughs> Very proud of myself doing this. Okay. I like to talk about how I've been editing these videos for our, our preview episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, for like a week now. For a week, but I, I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Uh, well, first off, uh, big ups to uh, Zeus or James, a- aka Zeus. Um, we were having a text conversation, and the, during the conversation, I was like, "Oh shit, I got this great idea for um, how to do the preview ep- the preview segments to you know let everybody know what we're going to be doing." Um, so then I did this. If you guys are following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok. You guys will see it, um, but Kelsey can can uh, testify that uh, one of the videos I edited, which was uh, the preview episode for Evil Dead Two, that I was laughing hysterically because it just yep. seems so random and funny. Constantly, <laughs> you did it. You were laughing while you were doing it. Mm-hmm. You were laughing at every stage. Mm. Then you got done with the thing, finally. Mm. Uh. And when you got done with it, then you were laughing when you got done. Uh. And then every time you would watch it, you were laughing. Uh. And then I was laughing. Uh. But mostly you were laughing. Look, I don't I don't win much in life. I don't. You liar. Sometimes. No, actually, you know what? I just get lucky. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Lucky part two? Two times square? Lucky square? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that even, and so we, we've we've taken to the idea of how we're gonna do our preview our previews for the upcoming episode. It's just like now a regular thing now. Um, and I did one. I'm not gonna spoil what it is, but uh, we'll you guys will find out uh, at the end of the episode what we're doing for next week. But I did an edit, an edit for our obscene and obscure section we're going to be talking about next week. And oh boy, was I laughing so hard while, watching, while looking at the edit. It's funny. You're so proud of yourself. And you do a good job. But I will never, mm. I will probably never think for a long time, actually, mm-hmm. that anything will top the first two. Oh, the Evil Dead, the Evil Dead Two, and the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, it was it was my it was the first go at it, so probably. Um, but those, like to me, those two are like top that's, notch. That's the bar. That's true. That's very true. Um, now I know some people are just like editing, like you know, that's not that hard or so. You know, because the people, different people who've been editing for like decades and shit like that. You want to hear something funny? Hmm. <laughs> Cameron goes. Since when did Mark? start liking editing because <laughs> i was selling her i was talking to her about the video uh-huh. and i was like since last week <laughs> uh, and that's the thing editing editing video always intimidated me because it was it was like you have to know so much of like how to use the the software and shit like that i remember i had like downloaded some software just like years and years and years ago right and i was just like I don't know what to do with my hands. I was so confused on what on what to do. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like technology has changed, it's made it more uh, accessible and shit like that. And there's like this there's this Microsoft uh, software that I have in my computer. It's called like what is it called? I keep thinking it's called Mailchimp. It's not called Mailchimp. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's called like Edit Chimp or something like that. Um, oh, Chip, Chip, sorry, Clip, Chip, Clip Chap. What? Clip, clip Chap? Clip Champ. Sorry. What the fuck? Just got it all wrong. Mailchimp, Edit Chimp, <laughs> Clip Clap. Yeah, can you smack? Yeah, so it's called Clip Champ. It's a basic editing software. What was that? It was funny. <laughs> the fact that you just like clip clap. <laughs> anyway, it's it's basic editing software, but it's it's simple enough and it's not as high like top top grade type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does enough where I can like ed- like edit these videos, put in the title card. Uh, take out like detach the audio and do all like upload different type of audio um just to do that and ever since i edited my first video i was like holy shit i think i really like editing and i I say that now as opposed to people who've been editing for like years i know they'll probably like murder you for saying that yeah i know it's like uh, a lot of people who who i've met in the you know just like you can't like movies without a film degree (sighs) jesus christ that guy um and like a lot of instructors that I've I've interacted with, like film dis- instructors and stuff like that, they've all had said the same thing about editors. Like you got to be used to be in a dark room for like twelve hours, like just editing. And stuff. you're like, that sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think I I think what I'm so like happy about it, or just so like fascinated about it, because it's it's like a pro. It's honestly like a like a it's a puzzle piece. You got to make sure like everything's gonna fit right before you like like. Publish it. Yeah, publish it and stuff like that. So, like, I have to, like, fuck with the sound, like, of all these tracks and everything. I'm just like, oh, my. And it's, once you get it all together, it's like, yay, on to the next one. I'm very proud of uh, my contributions. Oh, I love your contributions, yeah. Because they're, like, when we were doing the Evil Dead 2 and the Evil Dead Rise, you're like, no, like, cut here, do this here, do that second there. And then I, and then I was like, can you separate the sound from the oh, clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was completely your idea. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I can. I was like, oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we'll just keep the sound going after the clip ends. Yeah, with the, with over the episode. Over the card. Yeah. Um, so, like, and that's that's the thing that's the thing that uh, Kelsey and I love doing. We love collaborating on, like, projects and stuff like that. Especially, And like, it felt good because we don't get to do that, honestly. Yeah, not as often or as, or if any. Yeah, I mean, we podcast together, but, like, the whole idea of me and you working together is for creating things, like, script writing, whatever. Well, we tend to collaborate, like, in photography. Like, we critique other people's work. Oh, we sorry, we critique each other and take suggestions and give suggestions and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, not, not as, like, I mean, now... Now and more as a project since we're like we're putting a website together, like an actual website together. That's true. Um, so that'll be more of a collaboration between you and I, which looking forward to. <laughs> that means I can't wait eighteen months to offload oh, pictures. Oh yeah, I know. Right, you got like tons and tons of pictures and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's part of the journey. Mm. It just means you have a lot of content to like publish now. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. A lot. All right. Enough about me. Uh, what do we what what do we got next? What's what's coming up? Coming up on the Real Appeal Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> a recent review of Evil Dead Rise. What's up, sis? I had the most beautiful dream. 
It was the perfect day. And all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and then climb inside your bodies. <laughs> so that we could stay one happy family. <laughs> the synopsis is... A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Directed and written by Lee Cronin, it stars Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland. Is that any relation to... No. Sorry. I already looked it up. Nah. (laughs) Uh, Gabrielle Eccles... Morgan Davies and Nell Fisher. So yeah, Evil Dead Rise. A lot of people have been waiting for this movie, uh, especially Evil Evil Dead fans. But isn't it doing pretty well at the box office? Number wise, I don't know. I do know it's got a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, Audience score or critic score? Um, let me see. I think I believe it's audience score. Um, Well, that makes sense. uh, Yeah, so Evil Dead Rise. Um, Kelsey, why I looked this up, what did you think about this movie? Overall thoughts. Okay, overall. I'm disappointed. I expected to totally love this movie. Mm -hmm. I was especially excited because it didn't seem like your run-of-the-mill like horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like the bullshit kind that we've been experiencing for the last 15 years. Yeah, the the mainstream kind that's like jump scares and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I probably would have liked it better had I not seen the rest of the Evil Dead movies. Oh, if you just came in like completely fresh? If I came in completely fresh and didn't see the trailers, I probably would have liked it more. Um. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't account for some of the continuity issues, though, mm-hmm. and some of the thing, some of the choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so to answer your question, uh, critic score eighty four percent, audience score seventy nine percent. So we're probably going to be in the minority. Yep. Um. So yeah, like, I don't necessarily echo the same sentiment, but. Um, I am actually kind of disappointed in this movie. Um, and this is coming from somebody who's like a huge Evil Dead fan. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen the trilogy over and over like a thousand times. I absolutely love the series. Um, I've read some of the comic series, played the video games. Uh, got to meet Bruce Campbell at one point asked him, and asked him a question for, for Screen Geek. So I have like this hardcore love for the Evil Dead franchise. And, and my opinion of... The Evil Dead franchises, there are no bad Evil Dead movies. They either go from, like, great to phenomenal. hmm This one, to me, it's, like, all right. Like, at best. Mm-hmm. And that's because I'm kind of giving a little bit more leeway. Because they're doing something different. They're actually, like, taking it out of the cabin. hmm I mean, there, there's Army of Darkness, and then you can say, like, the Evil Dead series. But on a grander scale, they're taking it out of the cabin they're trying a more populated area kind of um and this is without the aid of uh, w- uh without 
uh, Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell. I mean, they're like producers and executive producers, but this is something. This is something that's supposed to be a like fresh take on it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'd like. So you you disagreed with me? You said? Not 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 enti- not entirely. Like some of the stuff I like because we talked about this like after we watched it and stuff like that. So some of the stuff I I did agree with, and we'll get into that further. Um, like how you say you're disappointed in this movie. I'm not necessarily disappointed, but like I'm disappointed that I didn't love it like how I wanted to. Plus, the trailer gave away a lot of this movie. Yeah, I. I'm more disappointed too that I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. But like to be disappointed that you don't love it means you're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe because like I'm just putting it on the scale. Like, okay, love it, really like it, like it, yeah, it's all right, and bad shit, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then here's the thing: Kelsey's not coming in from like a complete like like fresh like. We did an episode uh, where we reviewed Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and we did Evil Dead. And then in preparation for this, we went through all the Evil Dead movies. That's one, two, three, even like the 2013 remake. And we actually started on the series. We only got through like one episode, but Kelsey's like, I'm going to correct if I'm wrong. You're like, you're in, right? Mm-hmm. For the series? Yep. So, you know, Kelsey's not coming in like, oh, this is stupid. Like, I don't get anything. She gets it. She gets it. I like the camp more than I like the fucking serious fucking movies. Really? I thought, it seemed like you didn't really like part two, though. That's a different kind of camp. Uh, okay, okay. I gotcha. Like, the first one was campy. Mm. Even though it wasn't, like, in-your-face campy. Mm. The second one kind of just made me think of Cameron. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, like, in-your-face with, like, stupid bullshit. Like, like <laughs> you can't just get natural camp. You're, It's like a fucking... I don't know, uh, Beastie Boys music video the whole time. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's say that for the, for the geriatric cinematic part. Um, all right, so uh, director, what, what do you think of of uh, what's the, what's the dude's name? Lee Cronin. What do you think of his work? I think he did a good job with the directing. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave enough space for you to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Even and- like in this tight confined location mm-hmm. um i think that it giving the space um i mean it wasn't as creepy as like house on haunted hill mm-hmm. but it definitely did um it did the trick like you give them space it makes things a little bit more creepier yeah yeah um i kind of like to like the gore was good mm-hmm. um the fact, you know, the building, the building mm. itself was kind of like, what the fuck? Where are they living? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what building is that? <laughs> yeah, it looked like some old, like, condemned building in, like, Gotham City. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Even the layout was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I like? Any of the performance? Yeah, any of the performance. <laughs> What was that? Because I just remember what you said about him. But okay, let's actually say that. Anything else on the direction by Lee Cronin? Um, not too much. Mm-hmm. I, the story was co- like cohesive. That's important. Yeah. Like the way he portrayed it through the lens was like. Yeah. 
I don't know. I felt like the script wasn't as engaging as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, not, and not to say like all these Evil Dead movies are very engaging, but like to kind of roll with the times, you have to like do that to keep people's attention or to kind of make something that's actually like um, more than just like schlock and quick like jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah. And not saying this that's the Evil Dead, but. It seemed like it was, it, you know what it kind of reminded me of? And this is going to come off as kind of like, holy shit. Kind of like the, the Super Mario Brothers movie that we saw. Mm-hmm. Where like, you see the parts, you're like, alright, I get the references. I see the like the callbacks. Cool. Need a bit more than that. Yeah. You know, like, there's this whole story of like, two sisters. One is like, turned into a dead eye. Another one is protecting the kids and stuff like that. And it's just like, that's it. <laughs> like that's it and i'm like all right you need to give a little bit more you, like like just a little bit more mm-hmm. you know like even like the the kids interactions and stuff like that like i i can't tell you like the name of any of those kids yeah but did they really give more in one and two no okay i'll say <clears throat> excuse me i'll say one no but that was of its time I'll say two a little bit more. It gave more detail of like the deadites and like the Kandarian demons and like all this kind of stuff. So it started expanding. It, it started expanding, you know, and the idea of like, oh, there's a chosen one to like fight off these demons. It's like, okay, cool, we're expanding this world. And then Army of Darkness was like, boom, here's the chosen one. He has to fight this battle and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even like in even like the 2013 Evil Dead, it started something. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it never got to that. This one was like, these people were getting, getting attacked by deadites. That's yeah. it. You know, and like it worked back then. It doesn't work so much now unless like you got some great performances. And that was like not the case in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person I can really kind of give it up to is uh, uh, Alyssa Sutherland. Uh, Sutherland. But that's because she played a deadite really well. Like I like her like physicality and like creepiness and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that that was I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm digging it. But everything else I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's cool. Um I guess without giving too much away, mm-hmm. the whole family dynamic was kind of shoehorned. It was yes. it was like um this is what a family looks like in 2023. Yeah, here's here's <laughs> here's a kid who's a DJ. Here's a kid who's a protest. Here's a kid who's weird with her toys. Yeah, and, and here's a mom who puts tattoos on. her I know kids. she's a tattoo artist. And look, she's creative because she she she's an engineer when it comes to tattoo guns because she puts it together. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like trying. And, and here's the thing: it's like I didn't really care for anybody. I mean, I don't even care more. About, uh, I mean, you're gonna hear a lot of references to like the past Evil Dead movies, but even like, um, I cared more about the characters in Evil Dead and the first in the Evil Dead, you know, like Linda and Cheryl, you know, like that, because you're like, because you're actually like spend time with them for like a bit, yeah, you know, and like <clears throat> you get to spend time more and more with them, even as like it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. So, like, when when certain characters die or get possessed, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I still want it, right? And in this movie, certain characters get possessed. And I'm like, okay, that's fucked up. But, <laughs> all right. No, I don't really know. I, what's that person's name again? It's a, that, it's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And even though, even though for, like, a small cast. <laughs> also, um, without giving it away, mm-hmm. 
the whole crux of why the Deadites are there uh-huh. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it, they don't make a great case for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why they're there, how they found the book, all that. Yeah, that, the way how, the way how one of the kids finds the, the Necronomicon and, like, the record that apparently has the incantation in it, it is pretty whack and it's, it's kind of, like, out of fucking nowhere. I mean, they, they kind, they, like, set it up, like, a little bit, but it seemed like it, it, it had more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they're doing that. I'm very curious if they're doing, if they purposely did that. To be like, okay, let's do like a prequel or a sequel, stuff like that. Which I, I would say is very ballsy. Because when it comes to these Evil Dead movies... They n- tend not to really get sequels. Yeah, like it's never it's never guaranteed. Like even Sam Raimi's like, I can't believe like we got a third movie out. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in case in point, like the in 2013's Evil Dead, there was supposed to be a sequel. No sequel. Even though it fucking deserved it. Mm-hmm. This one... Like I said, if they're setting up stuff, it's very fucking ballsy. But they they might come through because critics love it, audience love it. Yeah, you know, it, I guess it did well in the box office. Um, I don't know. Let me look up those numbers. Well, Kelsey continues with uh, disassembling this movie. <laughs> All right, just because you said that, I'll tell you what I liked about it. Oh, ooh, curveball. <laughs> um. I like the colors. I'm kind of a sucker for like, mm. you know, the the cold horror colors, but also more modernly, they tend to get put in with like hyper focused, like crisp, clean uh, images with mm. some like lighting and a little bit of like warm tones, too. So mm-hmm. um, I like that. And um, the mom was super creepy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was a super brutal movie. And um I like the sister. Uh Beth, right? Uh her name is yeah. Yeah, Beth by, played by Lily Sullivan. Um okay, so just gonna bring it up. Um so the budget for Evil Dead Rise was fifteen to nineteen million dollars. Opening weekend uh worldwide 48 million oh yeah so domestically they... 30 million so it's it's making us money back yeah um so that you know i i'm i'm okay i'm not not that i'm i'm gonna say like i'm just okay i'm glad that it 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 did well because mm. now it's like okay cool we'll get another one and i'm always up for more evil dead movies yeah i don't know how i feel about that really if it was the 2013 one, yeah, yeah, I would be like, cool. Mm. This one, if they're gonna do more of this one, mm. eh, I don't know. Damn. Like I was kind of an. I wanted to be scared. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to sit right next to me so I could see how scared you were. Mm. Did not get any of that. I don't even think you got scared. Oh no, I was like sitting back, like, hey, that's kind of funny. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it wasn't scary. It was brutal. It was it. It was it. Uh, yeah, brutal as fuck. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were talking about uh, Lily uh, Sullivan's performance. No, I said everything I had to say. Oh, I just okay. liked her. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, let me see what else. Some of the kill. Okay, so we, we kind of touched upon the kills a little bit. Some of the kills are actually pretty cool. I mean, like, not certain not certain people you know we don't want to spoil it but there are other people that get like get murked and it is in a funny way that does remind me of some of the slapstick parts of well i don't say slapstick because because not in this was that that much slapstick but there is a bit of comedy with some of the deaths um i thought they're all right there's like one in particular i can think of and i tell you i only remembered it because uh zeus reminded me of it Mm. and i was like oh yeah that was pretty funny but even like there were parts I was like kind of laughing, chuckling about. I can't really remember them. But you know what? I do have something else to say. Okay. The foley work was annoying. Oh yeah, you were talking. Oh yeah, please go into detail. Um, I have like, I have a thing about sounds and like music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like the movie did not give enough room for sounds to breathe. Mm-hmm. Some of the sounds didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't really have a lot of like quiet, still moments where you probably should have. Mm-hmm. And then one of the major things that I noticed, and I'm surprised that you even noticed, was mm-hmm. um, you, there's a scene where a shotgun hits the ground, mm-hmm. and then a chainsaw hits the ground, mm-hmm. and they both made the same sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I was like, what the fuck? That sounded <laughs> weird. And it's so funny because like whenever, um. Whenever somebody like reviews a certain movie or something, fully fully is not really brought up that much. Like, oh, it sounds decent, whatever. But the fact that like the fully was the fully artist was so off mm-hmm. in this movie, it's like it's kind of a it's a bad thing. And then one of them was one of the characters. I think it was Beth was saying something, uh-huh. and it was like they dubbed over the last part of what she said. Because all of a sudden her mouth wasn't moving with oh like it wasn't in sync yeah it, um it's towards the end right mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about okay yeah yeah I don't want to spoil spoil that um oh okay before we get into spoiler section here's one of the big thing one of the biggest issues I had all right so in the previous Evil Dead movies all of them mm-hmm. even the series there was like this impending doom this like constant threat from every direction mm-hmm. from all sides up or down it was damn you really hit that one <laughs> <laughs> oh you hit the rubber band no i hit this oh, okay <laughs> all right <laughs> um so yeah there's like this sense of impending doom in every freaking direction right the dead eggs can come from anywhere there's there's like a lot of great um parts in the previous movies where you hear they hear sounds and like people look up camera like pans left pans up pans right like getting you the the idea of what the characters are watching the sounds that like follow through um and this one i feel like the confined the confined space was like a negative uh or went against it because you the impending doom it's like straight there someone's at the door they're trying to come in that's it and then like they kind of like spread that a little bit with like certain family members and certain things that happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But I, by that time, I was just kind of like, all right, well, that, this is going to happen. Like, I had a sense of like what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just didn't. I, I started caring less and less about it. Um, did this, without giving it away, mm-hmm. did this movie 
do the thing that you said was a theme for all the Evil, Evil Dead movies where the hero isn't the person that you thought it was going to be? Uh, no, it didn't do it. It didn't do it this time. And it's and it's done it for the Evil Dead and for Evil Dead. It's done the switch up of like, oh, this is the hero. No, this is the hero. Or this is the last survivor and stuff like that. Where in this one, it's like, it's it's there. It's like, okay, this is who's going to be the hero. Mm. Like, that's it. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I, I like those in the in the original Evil Dead, Evil Dead movies because it keeps you guessing. Mm. It's just like, oh, shit. Like, and that's the thing. It was like subverting the whole horror drama. Drama. Sorry. Genre. Genre of, like, the final girl. It even did Evil Dead. Oh, in the 2013 one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it even did that. It did It did the same thing, where it's like, oh, clearly this is a hero, and then that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one was just like, here's Beth, she's gonna protect the kids. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> protect the kids. Yeah. I will swallow yours out. Oh, yeah. I did like the blood. There was a lot of blood. Mm. I did like that. There was so much blood, but then I was like, they just did that because they thought it was cool. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah, instead of like inventive, like in the, the, essentially in all the other movies, there's like an inventive nature of like how the blood's coming out Mm -hmm. or the gore and stuff like that. They, they used one, but it was just like, oh, we saw that in The Shining. Like, I get what you're doing, but we saw that in The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to get to the uh, spoiler section? Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, we're going to get in the spoiler section. We're going to talk at great lengths about Evil Dead Rise. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. So the so in the in the non spoiler section, uh, you had mentioned about why the deadites are there. Yeah, like how how it came about. Mm-hmm. Like in the first Evil Dead, uh, it was because they played a tape recording uh, and they had the book and they were trying to decipher how to f- use the book to like fix their situation. Yeah, and there's even like a valid reason of like, oh, it was a and oh, what's it called? Um, archaeologist found the book. He came out to the cabin to study it. Oh shit! He he unleashed demons. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally plausible. Totally yeah. plausible. And then what? The second one kind of did something similar. Yeah, it just expanded about it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's there's more pages missing that can be useful for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. And then you know, Army of Darkness. There's like three books. Uh, and there's like a wise wise man who like knows how to it. use the book. Yeah. yeah. All right. See, it's working. It's working. It's working. Okay. And then Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. There was like a ritual that was done in the basement of the cabin because mm-hmm. someone obviously had the book before and you don't know why they did, but that mm-hmm. doesn't really matter because yeah. they figured out how to stop everything from happening and yeah. then they just left it. Yeah. Um. So then the issue started again for them. Mm-hmm. This one is like, it's in the floor, like underneath the, the high rise building. Yeah, that used to be a bank. Yeah, and so it was like down with the bank vault. Uh, and you only get down there because the floor cracked open after an earthquake. Yeah. And it's like, 
ambiguous as to whether it was just the building or yeah. the rest of the city. Yeah, that and like I, I felt like I felt like this was like a cheap shot at like because because this movie's based in the 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 story's based in L.A. They shot it in like near Vancouver or somewhere in Canada, I believe. Um, but I think it was like a cheap shot of like or like a low hanging fruit. Like, oh, this is California. They have earthquakes, earthquakes often. So, Kelly <laughs> just rolled her eyes like, "Fuck." Here's the reason why I'm annoyed with this whole part. Mm-hmm. Because people outside of the building, I don't think, probably were affected by anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think the earthquake was an earthquake. I think it was just that building. Yeah. And I think that whatever the Necronomicon was holding back mm-hmm. was already like reaching out or whatever and mm-hmm. it came through as a form of an earthquake, which is totally bullshit compared to anything that happens in anything previous to this. Yeah, and also it's like why at that time? Yeah. Like why didn't it like if if that's the case, why didn't it go like ah, like, you know, some other time or some shit like that? Well, you know what it is. Hmm. The ne- the Necronomicon. Mm. Knew that Beth was going to show up and he wanted to help Beth have her abortion. <laughs> she did. Like the Necronomicon did. Uh, so that's why. If she didn't show up, the building wouldn't have. Oh, wouldn't have done her that up. favor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the Evil Dead Rises. Evil Dead Rise of the Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was annoying. And then once you get down into that bank vault, mm-hmm. you find the Necronomicon and like three vinyl records. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, it was like, it wasn't just like in a, uh, like safety, safety deposit box or file. It was like in, in a room. Almost with, like in a mausoleum. Or yeah. Something. A bunch of crosses that is just dank, which is like, wait, so did they just like hang these crosses? Like. In this bank, was this like a Christian bank or, or some like? It looked bank? like like the like seventies like beads in between the rooms. Yeah, with crosses. <laughs> yeah, the one you the like the one you get through. Like, yeah, like in the, the bead curtain. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like okay, and then it was like it was fungadelic bishops. Good night, folks. <laughs> um, and and oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, anyway, so, and yeah, and then it's like, it's in, um, like, in a type of, like, crypt, like a stone crypt that, like, cracks. Yeah, like, like a, like a stone tomb you would see, yeah, like yeah. a mausoleum or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's like, the records are there, and it's like, I don't know, it just seemed so coincidental that, like, all this stuff is just happening just so they can find the record and the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems so out of place. Like, you know, to quote, to quote Zeus, you know, he, he said, yeah, it was pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after watching these movies, you kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, like I'm tired of these people like wanting to open a book that you know that they shouldn't open. Uh-huh. Like, let's be a little bit more interesting. Uh, Okay, so with that being said, you're gonna love the series then, because it start it starts with the book opening, mm-hmm. but it just it keeps going. Yeah, like they don't rely on like oh the book's open. They're like no no we gotta like actually try to stop this whole fucking thing. Yeah. It's gonna take three seasons to do it. <laughs> uh, so one of the, uh, 
so one of the kills that I actually did, like, like I said, this movie, it, if you've seen the trailer, you've kind of already seen the movie, which is fucked up. Yeah, that's partly why I was disappointed. Um, but one of the kills I actually thought was pretty funny was uh, there's a scene through like, uh, what's it called, like a peephole mm-hmm. in a door, which I, th- I actually kind of thought, I thought that was actually pretty cool. You would, or, you would, because it looks like a fish island. Well, no, it's <laughs> well, not only that, but like <laughs> that they were telling some of the story like through this fish, eye, uh, fish island, <laughs> through this people, <laughs> you know, like the carnage that like the mother's doing and everything like that. Yeah. So there was like one part well, that I thought was, was to me a, that part was a little campy. Yeah, and, which I liked. Yeah, that I enjoyed. And, okay, so what I'm gonna so this is what I was gonna mention where, um, like clearly there's like three people that are still alive. And the mother's like killing all of them, like off, off scene. Mm-hmm. And then you just see like the uh, you see like a boy, like just one of the one of the people in the in the on that floor just gets thrown with no arms, like and like hits the wall. That's what I was like. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Some of the other stuff she did was funny too, but I can't remember what they were. But it was in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like dragging people on the floor and like I don't know random shit yeah that's the thing like that this is why i don't totally dislike this movie is because of alice sutherland's performance as a deadite like Mm -hmm. you can tell she you can tell she was trying to like give us have as much fun with the role as like possible i feel like she was the one who was like i want to like lean hard into like the camp so let me try to do that maybe like i don't like i said i don't know if um i don't know behind the scenes uh what happened but like i feel like lee cornyn was like when they wanted to get more camp lee cornyn was like no let's let's roll it back no i kind of start leading into the camp because that's what these these movies are known for who would you like to see direct a movie like this hmm what about um james wan james wan no no not at all i knew knew, knew, because he does all the campy stuff he also goes for like cheap cheap shots like like jump scares and shit like that that's true um you know who i wouldn't mind no well let me let me find his let me find their name um hold on let me find their name so there i was watching this movie okay maybe him uh andy Muschietti? I wouldn't mind seeing him direct uh, an Evil Dead movie. That's because he did Mama, which is really good. He did the well, he did It One and It Chapter Two, mm-hmm. but It the first chapter of It was really good. Yeah, but I, it Chapter Two. Shh, it's okay. We got it. We got it. Okay, <laughs> we got it. I remember the scene with the fire. I I don't remember the scene. I think at all. there was like someone with their hair on fire running around or some shit. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> um and he and he's directing the flash movie uh that's gonna be coming out in a couple months Mm. i wouldn't mind seeing what his take on the evil dead would be Mm. you know who i really would want to see and he would have to like he would have to take out the whimsical of it and just kind of go hard on it guillermo del toro really i would really like to see him do an evil dead movie you know what you know who i think could really really do it Hmm. james gunn yeah, James Gunn. James Gunn would lead into the camp. He would, and he. But you would. I can so picture that. Like perfect balance, perfect balance. And he would like lean in it hard. He'd be mm-hmm. like, he's like, he would probably be like, I get to make so much blood, and like, I'm like, 
Like, have you like seen, damn, this reminds me of my trauma days. I know. Like, have you seen my trauma shit? <laughs> Uh, yeah, James Gunn is another you one. You should tell him. Call him up right now. I know, right? I, I, I know. And he tends to he tends to respond to tweets and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I say, like, hey, man, why don't you direct the Evil Dead movie? He would probably be like, no, I want to give it to, like, younger directors. But or also, like, he doesn't. He's not going to have the time for that now. I mean, he's directing, like, the next Superman movie. That's my point. He's in DC right now. He doesn't have time for that. anything that's, that's not true. DC. That's true. Like, he's, like, co-running that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the uh, Kevin Feige of DC now. Oh, him and Peter Safran. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I a lot of people are already are a lot of people are just like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter Safran's had in the business side, James Gunn's had in the creative side, so that's that would totally work. Yeah. Um, maybe they can make the Evil Dead. I know it's already been in the Marvel universe, but maybe they could. Marvel zomb like Evil Ash versus the Marvel zombies. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? What if Ash... We can, we can dream. We can dream. What if Ash got in with Suicide Squad? That would be fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Like, Suicide Squad has to fight a bunch of zombies, and Ash like, I've been here. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> um, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Sam Raimi coming back to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Uh, Fred Alvarez, or Fetty Alvarez... He's the one who directed the the he's the one who directed Evil Dead, the 2013. Mm-hmm. Fucking give him a sequel. Give him another mm, chance. Yeah, I would definitely want to see him. Get, get, I would want him to get another chance for uh for Evil Dead. Yeah. Did you want to talk about a couple of continuity issues like the stairs? Oh yeah. No. Go oh, yeah. You lead. So there were some things that didn't really make sense about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being that after the earthquake. The stairs were gone, mm-hmm. so they had to use the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, but when everything is said and done, and they they crash land on the bottom floor, mm-hmm. um, after everything, mm-hmm. the girl from the lake in the beginning, mm-hmm. the one who was already a deadite, mm-hmm. she comes down the stairs because the elevator is not working. Mm-hmm. Like, what stairs? Yeah, I know. I, I I know she comes from like the fifth floor, but like that still doesn't make much sense. Like, I guess you can assume that like the stuff like crashed and maybe stopped at a certain floor because they were like on the eighty fifth floor. And she's on the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then she probably would have heard all the fucking wild shit happening in the garage. Well, she probably would have heard a bunch of shit crashing down the stairs, even uh, if it wasn't all the way down. Or the elevator, like. Rushing up and rushing down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and then what? And then she didn't see any of the blood till she did. Yeah. Um. There was something else. Well, one. While you think about that, um, because we didn't talk about this uh, in the non-spoiler section, but the beginning, I actually like the beginning. Um, even though it, like it, it like it gives it kind of like. Brings you into like, oh, here's a setting in the cabin and stuff like that. We're just going to touch upon that and then leave the cabin, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't of the, I wasn't of the mind of like, no, I'll bring it back to the cabin. You know, I, I enjoyed what they were showing, but I felt like that whole thing was actually being creative as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like the way how the the friend gets like her scout ripped off, how the dead eye is in the water, kills the boyfriend, and then like rises up in the water from mm-hmm. the water. 
I thought that was badass. That was like a great shot when when the dead ice like above water and you see evil dead rise. That's you know? my favorite shot probably mm. of almost any movie ever. Oh really? Yeah. That was so fucking cool. And that's the thing, like that when that starts, you're like, okay. This is gonna be a great fucking movie. Yeah, you're seeing the potential, it's gonna be great. And it it just doesn't it doesn't happen again. Which mm-hmm. is weird. <laughs> what? No, I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, another part I didn't I didn't mind. I felt like it wasn't earned though. Was the creature design when the when the the head dead eye is like takes like the body parts of like the family member and like collects it and creates like this weird like fifteen arm goblin monster or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the design I thought the design was cool. Um, it was a great I think it was a great mixture of like CGI and pra- practical effects if there were practical effects being used. But I felt like it wasn't earned because there was like no lead up to it. Yeah, there was no lead up. But if you're going to talk about effects, Mm. let me talk about continuity really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gabrielle Eccles as Mm. Bridget. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked her character. Mm -hmm. Um, But her eyes especially, you could tell when they were using CGI and it was annoying. So it made it look more like a video game. Okay. Um, But as far as effects go... Um, not just the eyes, but also, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. It was about the effects. <laughs> Which effect though? I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What else? Oh, okay. So, so th- th- like I said, the creature design I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, what I, what I meant, like, there was no lead-up to it. In the previous films, there was like a, there was something that was coming. You got a sense of, like, this is not going to be the final form. This is going to... It's going to get bad. It's going to turn real bad, mm-hmm. right? There was no lead-up to that here. And if it if there was, it was, like, looking through the pages, but it was, like, so quick, like, da-da-da-da, like that. Like, oh, wait, wait, like, what's coming? What monster's coming? And shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, there were, like, stages of, like, here's here's a creature in the book, and that happens to, like, I think it was, like, the Bridget. Bridget was the one who had, like, the black stuff coming out of her, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that happened. All right, that was cool, right? And then, like, that was, like, kind of it. Like, they showed, they showed like, um, the mother, uh, Ellie, like, her, like, de- what her demonic form would be like. But, like, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole, like, weird goblin kind of creature with all these arms, you didn't realize that was going to happen until, like, Maybe like thirty seconds before it happened, yeah, or like two minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I felt like it, it wasn't earned. Yeah. Um, two more things. Okay. How we both still don't know how Bridget turned because she got a tattoo gun to the face and it yeah. barely left a mark. Ah. Uh. And that was it. Like we didn't, they leave it ambiguous as to whether her mother stuck her tongue down her throat or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she didn't have any blood on around her mouth, so probably not. Yeah. Um. So that was that. And then, um, even like Danny, you got an idea of like why Danny would become a deadite because he got all that blood just like spewed in his face and shit. Like yeah. That. Um. There was something else, but... Okay. He's okay, remember it? No, another something else. Oh, okay. Because um, that that thing I just said was the first something else oh, okay. that I remembered, but now I can't remember the second thing. Yeah. 
it's fine because I'm tired. <laughs> um, all right. So one last thing about like the third act, the big climactic battle. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, it wasn't until like, and this is why I was actually kind of bothered by this. Um, there's a scene where Beth grabs a double barrel shotgun and she's like face to face with the creature and like she does the famous she says the famous line come get some right which that's the part that like the 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 voice was in sync with mm-hmm. where she it was like you get some like her mouth was moving like a millisecond slower yeah uh, or ahead of the, of the audio but like it's like it didn't have the feeling behind it it was like if yeah. it was like a mumbling teenager or some shit well i mean not that but like i mean not only that but like this is like even even when even when ash in the first one wasn't seen as a hero you got a sense of like okay he's like standing up now this is like his hero moment you know where where beth is like come get some and then like the creature like throws a chainsaw on her and it's like like that it was like oh that's supposed to be her moment of like oh shit and slip like like almost like a banana peel kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, and I was like really disappointed in that. Um, but I did like when she finally grabbed that chainsaw, and like just did she say swallow this? Or, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the 2013 version. But like she shoves the chainsaw into like the creature's face, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, here comes all the blood. All right, that's cool. And I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> I can I can end this movie now. Seriously. Uh, anything else before we uh, leave this? No. You see, you seem irritated. Like I'm tired of talking about this movie. I don't really care for this movie. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So, uh, what do we got next? Next, we're gonna do our variety time. <laughs> Mark, that's us. We're gonna talk about an Evil Dead theory, theory that I that I came up with. Yes, you did. You did. So Kelsey brought up this very interesting theory. While you while you uh, kind of give the intro, I'm gonna mm. switch out my fucking chair. Oh, okay, <laughs> that loudest shit's. <laughs> well, no, it hurts my butt. I oh, forgot okay. that I was in it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so. Like I said, Kelsey and I were going through these Evil Dead movies. Um, I think uh, uh, we, we we watched one per night, so we went through one uh, Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and then we watched Evil Dead uh, 2013. And we I think we were watching them like night like one night after each other. And Kelsey pointed out this really interesting theory about how. The movies might be multiple timelines. Now, the the idea of multiple timelines is not new in the Evil Dead uh, fan base. Um, once again, James and I were, uh, my buddy Zeus and I were talking about this, and he said, "Yeah, he he brought up that that the diff, the the discussion about multiple timelines happens with Army of Darkness. How there's three different books." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." And Kelsey had pointed this out. It happened like in the first movie. Which makes it, it it happened at the end of the first movie and into the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, guess I'll let you take it away from there. Okay, and I think I said it. Mm-hmm. I think I said it when uh, we got to Army of Darkness. Yeah, because 
at the end of the first one, that's not the one with the portals. The second one, right? Second one's with the one with the portals. The end of the first one, he just kind of comes out of the cabin, right? Yeah, but I was I had said about the certain continuity. Um, oh, okay, I take that back. I'm sorry. When the second Evil Dead started, you can see there's. Oh, you're right. Okay. Mm. First Evil Dead movie, it's Ash and his friend, mm. and his sister, and uh, Ash and his friend's girlfriends. Uh, yeah, so there's it's three, three girls and yeah, two guys. Yeah, so there's Ash, there's Ash, there's Linda, his girlfriend, Cheryl, his sister, and then uh, the friend and friend's girlfriend, who name escapes me right now. Okay, so you go through this whole movie with them. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. Go to the second movie. They have a totally new recap. Mm-hmm. Minus a bunch of characters. Different different Linda, like no sister, and so now this is the movie, and it's, you know, Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Um, uh, to clarify that, the... Mm, excuse me. So, Cheryl, Linda, and Shelly are gone. Um, oh, no, I take it back. I'm sorry. When Evil Dead 2 starts... Cheryl, Scott, and Shelly are gone. There's only Ash and Linda. And it's a different Linda. <laughs> yeah, and it's a different Linda. Exactly. It's a different Linda. Like, the events that happen are way different. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So then you continue on with this movie, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the archaeologist's daughter shows up. Yeah, with her um, with her boyfriend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the, the archaeologist's assistant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they um, they basically go through this movie and they're trying to like decode the book more and like mm. you know there's like different secrets and stuff. Yeah, the people who are now in this one it's Annie, Bobby, Joe, Jake, and Ed. Now join Ash. Yeah, but basically at the end mm-hmm. when they're you know getting to the point where they they might win or lose, mm-hmm. Ash opens up a portal. Well, Annie does, but yeah. Oh, Annie. Well, yeah. Annie uh, opens up a portal, and Ash goes through it mm-hmm. with his car and the chainsaw. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and he lands in the desert somewhere. Yeah, thirteen hundreds, the medieval times. Yep, and mm. um, he's uh, well, well, it was different than Army of Darkness, but the well, feeling like, was yeah. He like landed. He like landed. There was like a dead eye, like creature flying, and Ash like blows it away and everything with his, his uh, double barrel shotgun and the knights are like hell the savior is here oh, like, yeah. and, and they implied that like there is a savior that like fights the deadites in like a certain century um, and they mentioned it in Evil Dead too even though when you see the picture you're like clearly that's Ash because you can see like the chainsaw yeah. like, holding it so it's like oh so Ash is the chosen one these people will follow him mm-hmm. and then that completely changes in Army of Darkness. Also, he had a white streak of hair. That's another thing, yeah. In uh, in Evil Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a well known shot. I mean, if you've seen Evil Dead Two, you you know the shot where uh, like the the ultimate Dead Eye incarnated is there. Ash sees it, so terrified. White streak shows up, but the white streak is gone in Army of Darkness. Yep. So. Now he's in this place, and they mm. they they're not like, oh yeah, he's our hero or our god or whatever. Yeah, 
They're like, yeah, fuck him. So they like. Yeah, he's part of like Bruce the Red or Henry Henry the Red. Yeah. Mm. Um. So they shackle him and they drag him into town and there's mm. this whole like pissing contest with all the locals and shit. Yeah. But basically he is the chosen one and he has to go get the right book, the Necronomicon, so he can go back to his time. Mm-hmm. Um. And to me, that's really strange that they just open up the world of basically time travel. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a book with weird incantations. Why not? Why not have time travel in it? <laughs> um, isn't it the only one to really explore it that too? Army of Darkness? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember correctly. I don't think they do it in Evil Dead, the Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, they certainly don't talk about Evil Dead too. Yeah, so like this is the one where they talk about um, time travel. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they do finally eventually tell him like, oh yeah, Army of Darkness is the one too where he worked at Supermart. Yeah, S Mart. Yeah. S Mart. Yeah. Mm. And he um, he ends up bat like. Oh wait. Hmm. I feel like I'm getting movies confused now. Well, well, please, I, I will help. I would gladly help you. Which one was he at S Smart? That's Army of Darkness. And Which it, one it, did he wake up in the cave? Wake up in the cave? That's the end of Army of Darkness. Okay, so I'm confused because I thought like I thought uh, that one or the other was the ending. Oh, okay. So what Kelsey's referring to is she's referring to the good ending and the bad oh, ending. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, I, and I showed you the bad ending. I know, sorry. The Army of Darkness that we did watch was the good ending, which is Ash gets the, spo- gets the potion, goes to sleep, wakes up in current times, goes back to working at S-Mart. The, the bad end, or not the bad, the sad ending is where he sleeps too long and he wakes up in London, but it's like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, it ends with him back at S Mart, mm-hmm. and um, it's like, oh, he was such a fucking dick in this movie too. In Army of Darkness, yes, yeah, and that's a, that's a that's that's one of the issues. That's one of the things that we make that make us think that maybe it's a different timeline. Is like, and you can say this like character arc, but it's such like a vast difference mm-hmm. in like or a vast like leap in character arc, where like in Army of Darkness. Sorry, in The Evil Dead, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, right? And then he's like, okay, whew, I just survived tonight. Great. Second one, he has more of an idea of what to do, but he's still like, I just still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just mm-hmm. going what I can. And he seems like he's on speed. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah, and Army of Darkness, he's just like a complete fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Like... It's it's like it's like I say it's like three different characters and it's like yeah. and if it's like a character art it's a weird character art where it's like slowly going up and then hits like the rocket ship and goes into space and then starts coming back down. Yep. Um So with all that mm-hmm. being said, um I honestly think because so if I lay it out for you mm-hmm. because every movie has a different version of Ash basically. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Either physically or mentally. Mentally, yeah. Um, all of them have slight variations concerning the deadites or mm. the lore. Yeah, and uh, let me let me just bring this up before Kelsey continues. All right, so we're we're well aware that these movies have 
rights it like intellectual property issues like that's why that's why there's the first one but when you see the beginning of the second one it's like it's a story changed because like they had rights issue we're just and same thing with the third one we're just kind of just having fun with the theory mm-hmm. within within the universe yeah. so you know they'll be saying like oh you know they have rights issues like no no we know let's just have a little bit of fun with this theory okay <laughs> um okay so what i say He's a different version of Ash in every, mm. like physically or mentally in every film. Mm. Um, he's, um, what, what was the other thing I said? Uh, his, oh, the his, Deadites are different. Yeah, the Deadites, like they... Or like the lore. Yeah, the Deadites and the lore changes, like as in, as we said, at the near, in like the th- end of the second act. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At the midpoint, you know, there's like, and, and Evil Dead Two, where it's like, oh, there's a savior. He's the one who like fought off the Deadites in like 1300s and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Once again, they're kind of shifting the lore again to be like, oh, there's like an ultimate hero yeah. in this. Um, the third Army of Darkness. The third Army of Darkness. The third um, Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of lends to the idea that if there's time travel, there might be inter interdimensional travel mm-hmm. especially if you're opening up portals yeah um so so there's that uh-huh. and um i mean you can e- we can even include the whole um with with evil to 2013 evil dead uh-huh. um about how the lore has changed again and like the circumstances of how the book ends up with the kids the Necronomicon is, and I know it's like a reboot, but you could, but see, Bruce Campbell shows up at the very end, which leads into the idea of like, this is a different Evil Dead universe with a different Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the things that like, that kind of like play out in this Evil Dead kind of plays out the same way in the movies. There's what, if I remember correctly, there's three women, there's two guys. You know, the only thing that there's, there's the, the, what's it called? The switch up. That this person, you think this person's gonna be the hero, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chainsaw, like like certain DNA elements of of the Evil Dead movies is in here, but it it plays up like almost in a not an opposite universe, but we're like there's an Ash, but it's a female mm-hmm. this time, and it's me, it's Mia, but like there's an Ash, but it's it's still Ash, but not the Ash that we knew. Um, even oh, that was the other thing too. Um. He cuts his hand off in the second one, mm-hmm. and he seems fine. Oh, like, like his like healing he, capabilities. Yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah. And then even like in the Army of Darkness, like that, you have to presume that that those events in that movie are immediately after the second movie. Yeah, like everything takes place within like two days. Yeah. Mm. So like he should still be recovering. <laughs> yeah. And the no. fact that he is, and just kind of lends more to the idea that you know it's a different, different Ash. Yeah, like maybe, maybe like at the end of the second one, uh, it's a different Ash and a different. It's a different Ash. He goes through the portals in a different thirteen hundreds, and maybe like the Ash that comes out of the other end in Armoric Darkness has been in that cabin for like two weeks, fighting off evil and like got a chance to like heal up and shit. Mm. So that's a possibility. Um, now another possibility that shows like a different timeline, like, and we're saying there are multiple different timelines. Like each one is a different timeline. Um, and Ash versus Evil Dead, 
they completely get rid of Army of Darkness. Um, and to the point, they completely get rid of a portal. Um, they only they only say, oh, they bring back the sister. They bring back, uh, they bring back Cheryl. They bring back Linda. They bring back Scott. Uh, they bring back uh, Shelly. They all bring them back. But instead of, like I said, the portal opening in Evil Dead 2, it's like, oh, Ashes went crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the rumor. Ashes went crazy and chopped up his friends. And he's just like, no, no, no. Like, I fought these evil creatures, these dead-eyed creatures and stuff. And he only gets off because, like, reason of insanity or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So once again, they completely get rid of the end of part two, get rid of part three. And then put their put his friends back into like, let's say the beginning of Evil Dead Two. Yeah. So once again, different timeline, different <laughs> a different reality. Yeah. And now we're going to do our geriatric cinematic. Of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead 2. This film came out in 1987, and the synopsis is, The lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. Directed by Sam Raimi, written by Scott Spiegel and Sam Raimi, it stars Bruce Campbell, Sarah Berry, Dan Hicks, Cassie Wesley DePaiva, and Richard Domier. Domier. That's French for Domino. Uh, no, you know, it might be Domire. Domire? Mm-hmm. Let's go with Domier. Let's give him that extra French. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Absolutely love I think it's like the one Evil Dead movie I've rewatch the most mm-hmm. um has camp has murder has horror has some uh great slapstick uh work from bruce Cam- bruce campbell especially mm-hmm. the hand possessed scene mm-hmm. great shit um you know but as per usual no one gives a fuck about my opinion the most important thing is what did kelsey think about this one i was okay with this movie mm-hmm why were you just okay? You seem like you've been like a lot of okay with these Evil Dead movies. Yeah, because you're not evil or dead enough, duh. <laughs> like me. Mm. I'm evil and dead on the inside. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> um, I just felt like it was too in your face with the, the camp and the whatever the fuck they were doing. Mm. Like the camera work was like, it was probably kind of groundbreaking for its time mm-hmm. and the way their artistry and the way they would do it mm-hmm. but to me it's just very like like teenage sitcom oh okay like where they do these like angles to like show 
like wackiness or something like that wackiness or like someone's like realizing like oh shit i'm in trouble and let's do this weird off angle like Mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't like that Mm. (coughs) um what wasn't it just kind of a rehash of the first one anyway are you asking me or telling me i'm asking because i don't remember uh the beginning it was a rehash (coughs) of kind of like a here's what happened you know previously on evil oh because they had to change it a little bit anyway yeah yeah and a lot of people have debated uh if the second one is a retelling or a reboot um there are circumstances that say that that's not the case uh one of the big ones was that i believe one of the ads said like the sequel to the one of the most horrifying films of all time you know like that type of ad Mm -hmm. um the people seem to forget um but sorry go on um one thing i do really like is that they keep the theme of that trap door throughout the entire franchise the theme of the oh the in the cabin except i don't know about the show but uh yes uh if i remember correctly they oh yeah they do they actually go revisit the cabin in the series so yeah the trap door does play a part in it yeah um yeah, so like like I said, this is one of the movies, this is one of the Evil Dead movies I revisit often. Um, where, where you say you don't really like the in face, in the face, or in your face camp mm-hmm. to it. I love it. Because um, I view the trilogy as like, first one is straight like horror with a little bit of comedy. The third one is more comedy. Horror, but like PG-13. I feel like part two is like a perfect mixture of like the both. Mm. Um Especially, like, I love the part where he cuts his hand off. Well, okay, I love the part where his hand gets possessed. And he's, like, throwing himself around and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I read that, like, that was Bruce Campbell's idea. And Sam Raimi, like, and he, like, was so physical and doing it. Sam Raimi was like, all right, like, that's the one we're... It was, like, first try, he's like, that's the one we're keeping. Yeah. Um, But, like... I, I guess I guess one of the reasons I like the second one so much is that's that's when we get the chainsaw hand. Mm-hmm. Like one of the most iconic things is that chainsaw hand. And of course he like utters the word groovy, which nobody can say is good as Bruce Campbell. No, seriously. <laughs> um I get that and I, I do like the chainsaw thing and mm. like I I think it's just that <clears throat> it's um I don't know. He comes off as kind of bro doggish in this one. It's not mm-hmm. relatable to me. Yeah. Well, he's extra bro doggish in mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. I know, but I, I can I can see that. But I think he only gets like that like towards the end, where he's obviously he's built more confidence because he's like, all right, I got to be the hero. I got to like kick ass and shit. Yeah. Uh, I had a thought about it too. Oh, I think, and I and. I doubt I'd be the only one who thinks this, but like an Evil Dead Two, essentially set up what the rest of the Evil Dead franchise would be. Would be a level of camp, a level of like gratuitous violence, uh, blood, gore, um, even like the way how the Deadites interact. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first one, yeah, there was like the Deadites were like ha ha ha, like yo. Like, they kind of sound kind of... They made it sound creepy, like childish Like creepy. they were, like, possessed porcelain dolls or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This one was just like, fuck you! Like, like <laughs> that, like that kind of shit. Uh, especially, like, with the Henrietta. 
Deadite, like punching and kicking people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Or even like the part where the entire cabin gets possessed and just laughs at Ash. It like it just sets up like this level of like camp and like silliness that like the Evil Dead franchise has gone uh, over and over again. I think my biggest no, this was Army of Darkness. Never mm. mind. Your biggest issue? M- yeah, my biggest issue, not with this film, but mm. with Army of Darkness, which gets some of that from this film, mm-hmm. is like it just feels like a montage of missteps. Like oh yeah yeah like oh um trying to cross the street and i almost get hit and then i trip over the curb on the other side and i mm-hmm. you know land in a pile of dog shit and then i <laughs> like i get up and you know someone almost runs me over with their bicycle on the street and they uh-huh. throw their coffee at me like it just feels like <laughs> that the entire movie the, like there's no break and you're, you're referring to army of darkness right yes. now where but, like evil dead 2 there's like a bit of that going on yeah mm. yeah exactly but at least, like, in Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. there is some breathing room. It's not, like, constant, constant. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the... It just made me feel like I'm in a Beastie Boys music video or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's the best music video? Don't know, but it's whatever I... Mm-hmm. It is whatever I am stereotyping it to be. Oh, probably, like... Um, you know, like, how... Um, the f- fucking Fresh Prince theme song is mm-hmm. is uh, shot. You talking about with actor Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was talking about Prince. Oh, Prince, got it. Yeah, he was in Fresh Prince, right? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot. I was gonna say about. Oh. Um. I think I think what also uh, Sam Raimi had, or sorry, Sam Raimi had learned from the first Evil Dead is he didn't really he couldn't really just have the movie on Ash again. Like let's just do another one with like Ash all the time, and that's why I felt like he in- included like characters like Annie, Bobby, Joe, Jake, like the, like those type of characters, right? Mm-hmm. And I do like how some of that breathing room that you mentioned is when we take when we get to their side of the story like where they're coming from how they get there and everything and it allows more of an interaction with ash as opposed to like just being slapped all over the place and being shot at and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i think that's why i like this one more than the first one because it like it one is it starts it starts to really expand the lore and it starts bringing in different characters of like all right let's get these different perspectives and shit like that yeah uh yeah so still love it (laughs) like you explaining it like that like i can see what you're talking about Mm -hmm. um and i wish that i could agree with you yeah like i agree that it did do those things Mm -hmm. but i wish it was the first one that did because i just don't i can't get behind this one yeah and i remember you like love the first one Mm -hmm. like you had a blast watching that one yeah uh okay well since this is your second go uh, with Bruce Campbell. Um, no, you've seen some of the Spider-Man movies, but that that, was, that doesn't count. Uh, you said with Bruce Campbell, not Sam Raimi. No, because Bruce Campbell shows up in like three Spider-Man movies. Oh. But they're like, oh, shit, it's Bruce Campbell, like that type of <laughs> thing. Um, so what did you think of him 
this this time the second time go around i liked him a lot in this one mm. the first one he was kind of lost mm-hmm. but it was okay mm-hmm. in this one um in this one he kind of knew a little bit more about what he was doing but he was still fumbling a lot yeah and so i kind of liked that there was progress with him mm-hmm. but at the same time i just didn't like all the crazy camera angles and like mm. it, like it just really took away from his performance to me it, it became almost all camp yeah and that's what i didn't like oh okay okay um, but like he does a good job though it's not it's not a bad movie by any means yeah um it's just not what i wanted to see it's funny because like sam Raimi, he's been like this you know he's been this director for like decades now um like there, like there was that movie, A Simple Plan, that you and I reviewed. Um, obviously, those are like two different, vastly different movies. What was funny? You said a simple plan, and in my brain, I saw the cover of a simple man. <laughs> simple and I man. was like, I thought the Russo brothers did that. <laughs> the Russo brothers, yeah, yeah the, the the team behind the Avenger films, <laughs> the Coen brothers. Yeah. The Coen brothers directed that one. It's a and I, I heard it's a crossover. I, yeah, I heard there's a combo. It's called a simple man with a simple plan. <laughs> it's got the Cohen brothers and the Russo brothers and uh, Sam Raimi. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what I was getting at <laughs> was the um. Oh yeah, like I feel like I feel like Sam Raimi. Like Sam Raimi has a he has a style when it comes to his directing. Right, like his kind of like intent, like his kind of like cutaway of horror film, like his cutaway of horror scenes and like no sound and like these certain like camera angles that he does. He does it like he does a great example is like him in Spider Man 2. Uh, Spider Man 2. I know, I was going to say Spider Man 2. <laughs> um, and if you watch like Simple Plan, it, he's very more tame with his directing. And I feel like he only like is allowed to let loose when it comes to horror films. Mm. And I, I'm not I'm not the only one who said this. Like, watch if you watch Dragon Hell, it's like same thing, but it's still kind of tame. But I feel like when it comes to Evil Dead, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go all the way" and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I honestly feel like I I feel like that's that's a negative from your end. Um, kind of like picture like Evil Dead, picture like Evil Dead two, but in a different movie with like the camera angles and stuff like that. Um, and you have pretty much like a Sam Raimi film, like a Sam Raimi horror film. Yeah, are you like are you saying that it would be the same movie, or somebody else would take that? No, style? just like the style, just like the style of directing. No. Uh, I ha- I have to show you Dragman of Hell. Dragman of Hell is kind of like the same thing, but it's a bit more tame. Mm. And there is there is like a level of like comedy, but it it fits within the um the justification of the movie. I feel like some of Sam Raimi's earlier stuff, mm. well, earlier stuff as in The Evil Dead, because that's all I've seen of his <laughs> yeah. stuff other than yeah. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, it kind of makes me think a little bit of James Gunn in a way. How so? I don't know. It has the same energy and like trying to be creative with the camera angles and shit. Yeah. Or I think like James Gunn just has more of a beat behind it. Actually, yeah. you know what? I will say, I, I will say... Not James Gunn. I'll say more Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright has that frenetic camera style. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has like a more of a beat behind it. But it's not as crazy. 
Yeah. You know, it's just more like these weird, like extreme, not like weird, but like these extreme close up or these pans are like, here's a joke, there's a moment, and we're back, you know, to what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, that is kind of like how the second one makes me feel. Oh, okay. Like, it exactly makes me think of like mm-hmm. that one movie, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz? Mm hmm. Uh, okay, so. Wait. No, Shaun of the Dead. Yes. That one. It made me think of that one. <laughs> Uh, okay, so before we um, start getting to the closing part of the show, can you rake your Evil Dead films? And I'm talking about just uh, one, two, Army of Darkness, um, Evil Dead, and Evil Dead Rise, ignoring the short film or the series. Okay. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead. So oh, the Evil Dead. Okay, so the first one is the Evil Dead. Okay, the Evil Dead. Uh huh. Evil Dead. All right, 2013. Okay. Evil Dead Two. Okay. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. What? And then Army of Darkness. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. The way how you talked about Evil Dead Rise, I assumed you were gonna go Army of Darkness then Evil Dead Rise. No, because at least it was. It was at least entertaining and like uh, it was kind of cool and like mm. um, modern. Mm. Okay. Okay. Army of Darkness bothered me. Like, like if I thought Evil Dead Two was campy. Army of like, Darkness is like way up there. Yeah. And that, and, that, and that's what I was saying. Like Army of Darkness is like way up there, where Evil Dead Two is like a little bit more tame in the campy, the campy department. Hmm. Um, so that's your final, your final vote on that. Yep. All right. So for me, it's Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead. I'm sorry. Army. Sorry. Army of Darkness. Okay. Evil Dead Two. The Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Army of Darkness, and then Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Now. Oh, we had pretty similar. Now, if you had. If you had asked me this question maybe like five years ago, I probably would have had Army of Darkness right behind Evil Dead. But after like revisit and I and here's the thing, the first movie of the Evil Dead franchise was Army of Darkness. And I watched it like over and over again, right? And I was like, this is fun. And then I realized like, oh, there's two movies prior to this? Oh shit. Right. <laughs> but after like rewatching Army of Darkness, you can see how like fucked that movie was. Mm-hmm. Like the studio interference, some of the stuff just don't make sense. Like, Ash's personality is like, he's like kind of a, a dick, like a real dick uh-huh. in that movie. And also like an annoying level. Um, and, and when we get into like the series, he's a bit more tame. He's still like a dick, but like in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're like, oh, you're funny, grand- you're funny uncle and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where Armored Darkness is like, damn, dude, you are cocky as shit. And you got your hand cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's Evil Dead 2. The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2013, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Rise. Hmm. And that's about it. Sounds good to me. All right. Anything else? Are we good? We're good. All right. So that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, we would like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Um, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Kona for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, don't be afraid to drop us a line on therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on, we're pretty much on all podcast catchers or wherever they can be found. Uh, you know, 
give us a review on whatever podcast cast you're listening to. This up, uh, it takes like five seconds. Five stars, boom, done. Four stars, boom. Three stars, boom. Two stars, don't do that. <laughs> um, so next week we're gonna be back. I will try to get this episode out sooner rather than later. Um, our recent review is gonna be uh, Ari Aster's uh, latest film, Bo is Afraid. Uh, that's in theaters now. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, so our Jared Cinematic is going to be 1960s Psycho. Uh, Psycho is streaming on Netflix and is available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Are you trying to have me say your Turpic? No, I give you a choice. Ah, okay. So the Turpic for that week, I'm going to pick my choice because I'm fine. better than you. I figured you would. That I'm better than you? No, I figured you would choose, you know, because you're not better than me. Ah, okay. Uh, so I'm, t- I'm, I'm reaching for low hanging fruit. The topic for that week's show will be a whole lot of mummy issues. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and uh, we're gonna do an obscene and obscure on uh, Dead Alive, mm-hmm. aka Brain Dead. So definitely join us on that show. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Kelsey. Why? Because you are tired. I'm pretty brain dead right now. You're pretty brain dead? I don't even know how the fuck I'm supposed to get through making a thumbnail and like... You can do it. I believe in you. Doing a write-up. Just like snort some cocaine or some meth. Yes, because I have all that around. I can find it. You know what? Pocket can find it. Pocket's like, need something. We've had this conversation multiple times and you're like, I don't think I could anymore. I don't have any connections. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fraud. I totally can. Yeah. <laughs>